You're listening to the Kindred 360 Podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rod Idle, Matt Smith, and Lindsay Terry. The Kindred 360 Podcast is an extension of Kindred Church in Midlothian, Virginia. At Kindred, we help people find their purpose. We believe that God designed us to be surrounded by others who love and care for us. We call this your tribe. We invite you to be part of our tribe today, so enjoy the fun, inspiration, and introspection. All in today's episode of Kindred 360. Now, Pastor Rod Idle. Hey, welcome everybody to Downtown Midlothian, Studio 77, and we're here for the Kindred 360 podcast, and it's nice to have you with us today. With me is Lindsay Terry, Hey, Matt Smith. Hey, what's up, everybody? Our producer, Mike Resendez. Hello, hello. And we have a special guest with us. Should I introduce our special guest now? Lynn. Lynn- Let's let it be a surprise. Okay. All yeah. right. We will do that. Just hang on. Yeah, All right. right. Thank you. All right. Teasing well, listen, me. I'm sorry that it's been such a delay. Um, we've had some things come up over the last few weeks. We've had a few hiccups on that lately. And uh, um, so I apologize for that, but I'm glad we can be with you today. And I hope that you're going to enjoy this time together with us. I know we're looking forward to it. And uh, the first thing I want to bring up is this. We had a phenomenal Sunday evening at the church, didn't yes. we? We sure did. So Man, fun. our third annual chili cook-off. That was incredible. I enjoyed that so much. In case you don't know, we at Kindred, we have a chili cook-off every fall, and people bring in their best chilies. And we have a contest, and we give away an amazing trophy. <laughs> amazing, self-created how crappy can you look trophy and uh <laughs> this year's winner was virginia everett and that was really cool because she had just begun coming to our church this summer and um so she won the prize that was really awesome and then what we do is we do a people in the church bake and we have an auction and all the money raised through our baked goods we give to the youth to help with them and how much did we raise this this year, guys? Listen, uh, not even everybody doesn't even know this. So if you're listening on the podcast, you're going to get the news before some others. We actually raised one thousand four hundred and sixty bucks. Man, that's awesome! Isn't that fantastic? That yeah. is awesome. I was so excited. Every year we've gone up in that auction of raising for kids and uh that was great we had a good time matt you did a great job with the auction and uh uh just a good time what what's some of your favorite things about that and i'll tell you mine well i'll say this this year uh if you if you don't know this if you're one of my friends via the interwebs and the podcast i am a diehard redskins fan and i was i'll tell you how cool my boss is i was like man rod I'm bummed. This thing is right during the game. And he was like, well, why don't we put it on? And not only is it the Redskins game, it's the Redskins-Dallas game. There's a couple of those a year, and I was going to miss the first one. And so we had that on, and I'm telling you, it was awesome. While I was doing the cake auction, you know, I was the auctioneer, and I'm, I'm, I'm bidding things out. And I could tell how the game was going by people's reactions. By watching Chris <laughs> Kelly's face. Yeah, the, the Cowboys fans would be like, yeah. And I was like, no. And then like the Redskins fans would all like freak out. And I would like turn around real quick, look at the big screen, like, what happened? What happened? 
And so yeah. that was that was my favorite part. That and was just, pretty cool. It was that cool was watching neat. the game with other people, yep. and we all got a picture with all our jerseys on. Yep. It was just a good time. Yep. I wish there would have been two teams that I cared about, but <laughs> I thought it was great. I really did. Don't forget, we still got our football, the football. Uh, yeah, that's right. We got a bet about the football. Right? <laughs> and uh, you can guys we, uh, are. Can we talk about the uh, the actually judging portion of this? Yeah, we we will in a second, Mike. Thank you for stepping in there. But uh, yeah, I got an idea for you on that. <laughs> All right, because I'm going to ask you to be apologetic in a sense, Lindsay. What was <laughs> what, Lindsay, Lindsay? What was one of your favorite things? Well, I got to judge Chili. Yeah, that was cool, right? And that's nice because then you you don't you know you can have a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and uh, not get too filled up. Although mm-hmm. after judging, I couldn't even eat a bowl of chili. I was so full. There were 16 chili entries. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that was fun. That was how, a did lot you, of fun. how did you? How did you? cleanse your palate water which wasn't enough didn't really work like coffee beans or something to smell you know yeah i don't know something um was there any really hot ones like like burned your tongue huh no actually i mean well there was one that was pretty spicy but i can stand a lot of spice so there wasn't anything that i thought was kicking so i was like i I don't know i wish something was a little spicier but it was good mike you were a judge Yes. <laughs> and you made just what I consider a horrendous mistake. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> All right. You, there was one chili in particular that honestly, Supreme. everybody that tasted it except you said, oh my gosh, what an amazing chili. Wait, wait, wait. All right. But you said, no, I don't like, and I'm not going to get into details, this style of chili, da, da, da. But then like... Well, not a real smart man. You went back and you told the people <laughs> that made that chili that you're the reason basically they didn't win. When did this happen? I don't remember. I this. was standing right next to you. <laughs> did I tell them that I didn't vote for them? Yes, you did. <laughs> I do not Selective remember Selective memory. It was crazy. I'm standing there with my mouth agape going... Mike, shut up. Just shut up. Don't tell them that you didn't vote for their chili. <laughs> I honestly don't remember this. Yeah, they've held a grudge against you, and I gave them your address, so you should watch outside <laughs> for a while. But anyway, just just well, silly. But I am sorry. It was. Yeah, well, you didn't I tell am, me I that. Apologize. You told them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I thought it was just a great well, time. I'm telling them if they listen. <clears throat> Oh, okay. If they're listening. I'm they sorry. know who they are. Yeah. yeah. So. But listen, I, I thought it was a great time. And I thought you two, all you three just did a great job. Mike, you were so creative. You were telling me to, you know, like that in the auction when you said, wait, yeah. I got a phone in bid and stuff like that was all you yeah, telling you me to do that stuff. Job. You you're so quick thinking and creative on that. I just had a blast. You guys just did a great job the whole night. Let me tell you my favorite part, if I can. Yeah, tell us yours. I can just watch people fellowship at those things. Man, I could lean against a wall and just watch people because I just love when the church comes together and they're laughing, they're enjoying each other's company, and they're just, you know, having a good time. We don't get enough of that, you know what? Yeah. We don't get enough of that together. You know, the the early church, man, they, they had every day together. They ate meals together and stuff. And I just love it when we come together. That's one of my favorite activities. So I appreciate all the effort, you guys. And we don't want to miss uh, mentioning Stacy. 
Absolutely. And yeah. the youth group for yes. their work. Um, all of them did such a great job. We appreciate all the youth sponsors that came out, Margie and, and, and Sharon and Ty, and all of them were there early helping out. And uh, uh, I just had a great time. But it is, for me, um, I love chili, um, but I love more. I just love people laughing and ha- cracking yeah. up. That was really cool. So um, I... I think it's going to be great to uh, keep that tradition going. We've had three years and three different winners. Nobody has reclaimed the crown. Mm-hmm. That's We've right. had three years and three different winners. So congratulations again, Virginia. Although I feel like uh, your bride is is bound to to claim yeah, the title. Every year she's been like Creeping in the top three. Up. Yeah. So Miss Gay's chili is fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. she needs to add a little bit more liquor to it. Um, <laughs> that's not what you were telling me. You were telling me she needed to lay off of the liquor. No, that means drink. Anyway, uh, I'm kidding. Just so everybody knows, that. <laughs> All right. I don't want my wife giving me that look. So, anyway, I mentioned when we first introed this thing that we do have a special guest today, Lindsay. I'm going to let you introduce our special guest today. Well, she's actually already in many of your homes and uh you probably know her pretty well hey alexa how you doing today (laughs) autumn always makes me feel a little spicy that is pumpkin spice latte spicy oh Mm -hmm. yeah so we've got some questions we want to ask alexa today and uh, Matt, you want to ask a few questions yeah, for her? Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, Halloween's coming up. Alexa, what are you dressing up for as Halloween? <laughs> listen, I'm sorry, guys. I got to <laughs> brag on my buddy Mike. He brought a, he brought his donuts in here, and I'm just chowing down. Alexa, what are you dressing up for uh, for Halloween? Hmm, I don't know that one. You're you asking, liar. what are you dressing up for for Halloween? What costume, Alexa, what <laughs> costume are you going to wear for Halloween? I just asked and she answered. Sorry, I'm not sure about You're that. You're terrible at this, You match. liar, You're Alexa. So You're a liar. <laughs> Alexa, Alexa, what's your favorite candy treat? I don't have an opinion on that. Alexa, you're 10 of the most boring people I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I don't know that one. Oh, Alexa, are you smoking? I don't use drugs. <laughs> I'm going to ask a real one here. You ready? Alexa, do you have any brothers or sisters? I'm part of the Amazon family. Womp <laughs> <laughs> womp. Hey, listen. That's the one thing that I'm always baffled on is that there's shorter, really short answers, and then there's really long answers. Yeah. And you never know what to expect. And I always am intrigued on where it goes on those. Like who programmed? Yeah, who thinks of these and, and what, you know. Programmed? What are you talking about? She's real, right? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a real person on the phone here? All right, Alexa, can you tell us a joke? Alexa, tell us a joke. Knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Beaver. Beaver who? Beaver we there we quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Alexa, do you like Siri? I'm partial to all AIs. 
Oh, How that was so kind. Diplomatic of yes. her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Alexa, where do babies come from? Babies are made through the process of reproduction. <laughs> That's not what my mom told me. She said there was a stork. Hey, listen, let's ask the real question. Alexa, tell us a scary story. Missed call. The cell phone rings, throwing urgent sound waves against the floors, walls, and windows of the empty house, reverberating down plywood stairs to the concrete basement and up through ceiling plaster to the attic, rippling the dust. Outside, a jogger jogs by. A car rambles past. A stray cat lounges in the weeds, but no one hears the ringing. Ring, 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 ring. Miles away, a teenager sits in a vinyl airport seat, heart racing, palms sweating. Dad, are you sure you dialed the right number? I don't hear anything. I do know your number, sweetie, says her father. But she is only aware of the sound of her own pulse, which seems to be going much too fast. She reaches instinctively for her phone. But no, it isn't there. How long will we be gone for? Just a couple of weeks. Two weeks? Now the room starts to spin. She stares down at her empty fingers, which cramp into useless claws. Maybe it'll turn up when we get there, the dad offers and then starts to hang up. Wait, 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 the teenager pleads, but it's too late. Back at the house, her cell phone cuts off mid-ring. Missed call flashes onto the screen, bathing the air in harsh light. Then the screen fades, and the room goes dark. And still. And silent. (laughs) That is your nightmare, isn't it, Mike? It is. That's my dream. I would love to accidentally leave my phone someplace for two weeks and be away with my wife. That'd be awesome. Now, that was worth her dad. I don't want to go two weeks with my dad without my phone, but with my wife, that'd be awesome. But that's your nightmare. <laughs> I just like that we asked all those questions. She was like, eh. Yeah. I don't have the answer. And then it's like, cue a 20-minute story. <laughs> My big, I mean, the the phone thing and then the calendar on the app. So, like, I don't have it anywhere written down except the app. So, if the app crashes or whatever, I am done. Thank God for the cloud, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that was quite a story. Alexa, nice to have you here. You are 0.54 miles, (laughs) 0.88 kilometers. East of the center of Granville, Virginia. Uh, oh my God! Now, now when they say when they say artificial is. intelligence, intelligence is a stretch. So did she just give away the latitude and yes. longitude coordinates of your house, Mike? You might you know, want to ble- beat that out. Drone strike coming yeah, up. Yeah, you better look future. out. People are gonna be driving. I know where Studio Seventy Seven is. That's funny. That's funny. Well, that was a good time, and I appreciate you pulling that in, Lynn. You know what? Um, Today, uh, we're going to get into another part of it, and and that is just what I want to talk to you about for just a few minutes. I'm going to include uh, Mike and Lindsay and Matt in on it as well, and uh, you as well. If you have a question, you can email it, you can text it or whatever, and um, we'll be glad to um, uh, answer that, answer your question or whatever. But today, I want to talk to you about dealing with opposition. You guys ever had to deal with opposition? 
Never. No, you always have people on your side. Always. Yeah. You know, we are, I'm, I'm watching um, so many things going on in our, in our country right now. And of course, we're in the throes of an election, a two-year election, every two years uh, for um, uh, our our Congress. And so I'm watching this and I'm seeing all these people put out their ads and it's kind of funny. Um, it's actually kind of sad. Um, none of them talk about the things that they dream of. They talk about the problems of their opponent. And it's the same thing every time, you know, one side accuses the other side of they're going to give tax breaks to the billionaires and they're going to destroy Social Security and Medicare and all that kind of stuff. The other side accuses the other side is they're going to just throw open the borders and they don't care if drug addicts and violent criminals and everybody comes into our neighborhoods and all that kind of stuff. And they just make these accusations against each other. And obviously there's a great amount of opposition just a few weeks ago. Our country went through the confirmation hearings for Judge Kavanaugh, and you saw all of the opposition going on there, and it was quite crazy. And it spilled over into, obviously, social media. And Twitter and Facebook and all of them were just full of rhetoric that you'd see out there accusing the opposite side of all sorts of things and attacking their belief systems and making personal accusations and character assassinations and and uh, belief assumptions. Well, if you believe this, you must be or whatever, or right. if you say this, you are. You guys, I, I don't even have to ask if you're noticing that, but I want to talk to you about how do we as believers, how do we behave when opposition gets so angry and so violent and so, I don't know what you want to call it, stupid. I mean, truthfully, you know, man, I, I don't know about you, but I read some things out there and even some things that people I know put out and I just roll my eyes. I'm like, how do you do that? How can you say those things? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts when you see that stuff? Does it make you sick to your stomach like it does me? Well, you know, it's a good uh, example is uh, right at the top of the news stories are these packages that are being sent to yeah. all of these Democratic leaders. And, you know, I've seen jokes about it uh, from some of my conservative friends. And I'm just like, that's awful. Put politics to a side. Like, you're, you're wishing, uh, you know, pain and hurt on people. Like, and if you say you're a Christian, like, there should be something there that, that gives you pause. You know, like, you need, to, you need to slow down a little bit. And maybe your priorities have gotten a little off kilter. Yeah. It really bothers me because I feel like, People forget, especially with politics. You're talking about a real person who's made in the image of God that the Lord loves. And how are we speaking so disgustingly about other people? Even if you completely disagree, even if you feel like their actions are completely wrong, it's it's disgusting, I think, to talk about people that way and be so vile toward one another. Yeah, I mean, There was one sent this morning to Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yes, I saw, I saw that. that. Yeah. You know, and it's just like that's, you know, we're we're missing. I don't want to jump ahead of you, so if I do, just slow me down, but you know, I mean, our calling card as Christians is supposed to be our love, you know? And when you face uh opposition or opposition comes up against you, I mean, that that reveals a lot about who we are. And so, it's not, you know, how how many times do we go down to the soup kitchen? It's not do we go to church? It's not do we read our Bibles? It's do I love and care about the people around us? I mean, that's that's what was so amazing about Jesus, and, um, and we're supposed to emulate that. So, 
Well, that's a really good thought, Matt, and I appreciate that. You know, today I want to talk to you about how we do behave in the face of opposition. Yeah, a lot is going on. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of... There's no doubt that people are making statements and assumptions about people that many of them aren't true. You know that. I mean, you can't believe everything you hear out there. They aren't true. But none of that matters, really, when it comes to the believer. What I mean by that is we are called to behave in a certain manner, even when opposition against us is unrighteous or or violent or whatever, we're called to behave in a certain manner. Have you ever thought about that? How God calls us to that? Matt, you alluded to a passage of Scripture, really, where Jesus in his uh, Sermon on the Mount said this, you've heard, this is in Matthew, the fifth chapter, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. We are called to live in a certain way as believers. We are called not to participate in things and in 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 the rhetoric and in the assumptions and the character assassinations and things like that. Like I said, on social media, some of the things I've read by professing believers, it just is shocking to me, and I don't think that it's anything that God could be pleased with. Right. Have you seen that too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is, that's something to me that I, I struggle with. So listen, believers, I want to talk to you just a little bit today about loving your enemies. First of all, the example of that being lived out was Christ on the cross. Romans 5.8 says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, Christ died for us even before we said, hey, I love you, Jesus. He died for us. Now, that's a commitment of love no matter what the other side is behaving like. Have you ever thought about that? It's kind of like when you, we're all parents here, and when you're raising your kids, you don't love your kids because of the way they behave. Right. You love their kids and in, in your kids in spite of the way that they behave. And we as believers are called to love other people in spite of the way they behave. Now, I don't have to love what they stand for. I don't have to love their behavior. I don't have to say, I love it when you scream and yell and curse and all that. Or I love that you stand for name a topic that, you know, I struggle with or whatever. I love that about you. I don't love that, but I love you. Because Christ died for you. Because God loves them. I remember a statement I heard years ago that that is hard for me to live up to, but I try to remember it. That there's not a person that I'll ever lock eyes with. There's not a person I'll ever stand behind in a line at Walmart, pull up next to it a light. There's not a person that I'll ever have any sort of encounter with that God does not absolutely love. That's right. Yeah. And so it, that has to change. <clears throat> Our behavior. There has to be something different about our behavior in this opposing view time that we're living in. And I think the reason it's so erratic compared to like when I was growing up or even in my early adult years is because of social media, because people hide behind the screen and they write things and they say things that they probably wouldn't say face to face. You ever notice that? Mm -hmm. That they'll say things, and I know that person. And I go, you know, 
they wouldn't say that to someone's face, right. but they can sit there and write it. The problem is by writing it, a person has, it's like hearing it over and over and over again. They can read it and they can read it and they can read it. And I don't know about you. Sometimes I literally have to delete certain posts, not because I disagree with it, but because it it builds up something in me, like either disappointment or I don't know, maybe anger, you know, like, man, why would they put that out there? Have you ever thought that? Have you ever had a hard time with somebody putting some out there? Not necessarily their stance, but just why do they do that? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do with that in your experience? You mean on social media? Yeah. Well. <laughs> do you ever respond to them? Do you ever tell them? Do you ever tell them, gosh, I wouldn't expect that out of you. Or do you just delete the post? What do you do? Well, I think it, for me, it depends on the relationship I have with that person. Most of the stuff that I see on social media, that's kind of ugly that I don't agree with, or I don't agree with not necessarily the message they're getting across, but the ugliness that's in the message. A lot of that I don't have I'm not really close to those people, their acquaintances and stuff like that. And so what I usually, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but usually what I do is I'll hide that stuff because I don't want that to fill up my mind. I don't want that to influence the way that I think um, because ugliness quickly spreads and it can quickly take root, I think, in your mind. And uh, so if it's someone that I know, then I would talk to them privately about it but I, I haven't too much had too much experience with someone that I've been had a real relationship with that I think for me <clears throat> one of the things I learned uh when I was younger you know I'm, I'm this weird zennial you know this this between a gen x and, and a millennial and you know so technology was evolving and uh you know when I got into high school you know this instant messaging thing is just initially taking off and so I just jumped right in with both feet and I'm, I'm messaging back and forth with people. And I got in some crazy arguments and I said things certain ways. And uh, some of it, it just, you get caught up in the moment and you say things that you're like, I, well, I didn't even mean that, but it just made me upset or things that I said that were innocent were taken the wrong way. And so I just kind of made up this own personal rule when I was 18 that I don't put something electronically that needs to be said face-to-face. -face. And a lot of times when I'm reading some of these posts, I, I don't know, I, I have friends who do post their very honest beliefs, and I've seen some threads on my uh, uh, social media where people have really good conversations back and forth. I'm just not great at regulating that myself, and my fear is that it's always going to be taken wrong. And so what I do is I almost never respond on a, on a thread that's public. I, I just don't. I don't think it yields for me. Uh, you know, I'd prefer not to do that. If it's something that bothers me enough, I, I'm kind of like Lindsay. I'll, I'll either shoot them a message privately or I'll call them. I mean, when you look at, like you said, you alerted, alluded to this. If you're looking someone in, in the eyes, they can tell that you care about them. You, 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 you lose the ability to see body language. You lose the ability to, to read intent. And when you're sitting with someone, intonations. that's right. Yes. Yeah, right. And, and, and when you're sitting with someone at a lunch and you say, Hey man, I'm concerned about you. You made this post about someone on the other side of the political aisle or whatever it is. I mean, that was, I just can't believe that, that God would honor that. And I think, I think you're better than, you know, that's how you have those conversations. And so uh, if you look at mine, I mean, you know, maybe I'm a wuss, but I, I just, I would rather 
engage with someone where they can at least see my heart. And if we have a disagreement at that point, that's fine. Because like you said, it's not about agreeing necessarily, but but I, I think you can uh, lose a lot of the the, the intention when you uh, when you when you just respond on something, especially this public public. When other people are around, it just you know defensiveness you know rises really quick well, and things like I, that. I live in the negative, so in my head I live in the negative. I'm constantly critical of myself all the time. So there's numerous times in that Chile I'm like, you're constantly critical of Chile. <laughs> yeah. So there's constant times that I would love to rant or say something about my day in the negative, and I actually don't because I'm being obviously I have a business and I'm being watched and uh you know one of the things that we do is social media and so we have good practice on that and people still don't get the fact that what you put out there is out there is out there there. there. that's right you might even though you have good intentions I've seen some stuff where they weren't trying to be a certain way but it comes across completely different yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, I think there's I think that's part of it. What you guys have talked about is part of it, whether it's the talking face to face with somebody or private messaging and saying, listen, I see this and gosh, that, I just I want to encourage you maybe. But I think there's also another side of it. You know, Jesus said to love our enemies. He doesn't just say to abstain from disagreeing with mm-hmm. them or to not criticize them. And he also doesn't say to confront our friends alone. He tells us to love our enemies. And I heard a statement the other day that I really appreciate it. It said this, we as believers, if we really believe the Bible is the voice of God and what he says in it is true and needs to be applied to our life, which I think we would all in this room agree, yes, Mm -hmm. it is the word of God and yes, it needs to be applied to our life. The, The author wrote this, we should be the least offended and the least offensive people in the world. What do you think of that statement? I love it. I love it. I, I I can't get enough of it, and um, you know, I just because I, I think the thing that uh, opposition does is it, it it robs you. You know, if, if it's someone who you know, because we're talking about social media, these are people we are at least acquaintances with. You know, but when you have real opposition, you know, it, it robs you of joy, and, and your response is anger. Um, I think it robs you also of your perspective and your ultimate desires. Uh, for your life and the goals of your life. I mean, I wonder how many people, you know, who uh, engage in some of this this back and forth with opposition when it comes to politics, or even someone who they just really don't like, would reveal themselves in a way that isn't how they really want to be perceived. You know, it, it 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 you lose that moment of I want to honor God with my life. I have goals with my life, and you lose your witness. I mean, it, it robs you of a lot of things. And so, I love that statement. I mean. But too often, you know, as Christians, I think we're the most sensitive. I mean, we always complain about, oh, you're just picking on me, you're picking on me. Well, why don't we just do what Jesus did and turn the cheek, allow him to strike us? I mean, he says, you know, if someone makes you walk a mile, walk a second mile with them, you know? And Lindsay, what do you think about this? What, what hits you when you think of that statement? I think the living least offensive part is kind of hard to swallow, but because there are a lot of things that, are principles and commands of the Lord that go against social norms now, what's culturally acceptable. Well, I definitely think Christ was offensive. 
Yes. All right. So there's things that we stand for that are offensive. I'm not sure if that's what the author right. meant. Right. But what I'm what I'm saying is when we live with the fruit of the, of the spirit, when I that's my priority is to walk in the fruit of the spirit, then my different stances I think they're more palatable to people because they see my heart which looks like the heart of God. And that's attractive. And so I think that people are the walls come down even when we have different views and even when what I'm saying the Lord says, because you know it's in scripture or whatever, is totally goes against what they want to stand for or, or whatever. I think that there's, when love is, when, when all of that is driven by love, that's, that makes it, I think that takes away a lot of the offense. Well, that's that what Christ sense? was talking about, right? He said, love your enemies. He didn't say agree with your enemies. That's right. You know, I think that's one of the mistakes we make in our culture is that we think if you love me, you'll agree with me. And the truth is that's not the truth. That, you know, intolerance is not um, you either agree with me and if you don't, you're an intolerant person. That's not what it is. It's just that we have differing views in our lives. So that's what Christ meant with that love. And so if that love pours forth, you hope that people will see, you know, I don't agree with them, but they do love me. They care about me. And and I believe that in them. That's kind of what Matt was talking about when he said, you know, I can say something that I write on Facebook, but if I say it face to face, that person will see my body language and they know me, you know, and, and there's things in my life that I've had interaction with them and they go, Matt loves me. Matt cares about me. I can listen to this more. Mm -hmm. But I think what, what I want to get across is this. I do think that there are times in my life, I know there are, as a pastor, as a teacher, where I have literally said, you guys have heard me say this from the pulpit, I didn't write it. Okay. So if you're going to be offended, you're really not offended with me. You're offended with God. And that's something you have to deal with. I think that sometimes we see people who get offended by certain things, certain stances we make, you know, when you talked about living inoffensively, there are certain stances that we make that they might be offended with, but we're not making them because we want you to be offended. We're making them because God has said, listen, stand for these things. And I think that's the balance of a Christian because we can't walk around and try not to offend anybody. We have to walk around and say there are absolutes, there are truths, there are things that we have to stand for unapologetically unapolog as well. I don't right. apologize. I stand for life. You guys know that. I don't apologize for that. Someone comes to me and say, how can you do that? That's a woman's body. I'm going, listen, all I know is I stand for life. God wants me to. And I believe that beyond a shadow of a doubt. There would be no chance of convincing me, someone saying, well, God's okay with this. He's not okay with it. And so I'll stand for that. And I don't apologize for it. I don't want to shove it in their face. I don't want to say you're going to hell because of it, because you don't believe in that or agree with that. I don't want to do that. But I'm not going to worry that you find offense with me. I say, well, that's what the Word of God says. Right. It's it's like it's not about being right because God's already right all the time. That's already been decided. That's already been won. And so... They shouldn't be, if they're offended with God's truth, so be it. But they shouldn't be offended with me. 
So I shouldn't be ugly about if if I'm ugly about defending God's truth, then I'm I'm missing the point. I'm doing it all wrong. It should be driven by love. And I think that's where, you know, love covers a multitude of sins, right? And so I think that that's where that breaks down the offensiveness with me that I'm not offending. And it, if God's word offend is, offends, that's one thing, but... You touched on something. Is there a time, Matt, do you believe that there's a time where a believer, you know, I'm not going to pull up the, the story of Christ tipping over tables, but that kind of thing. Is there a time where a believer has to stand up, get loud, yeah, get strong? You know what I mean? Listen, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing that's going through my head right now is I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a former Marine, and he was talking about how he was actually up for a promotion. And when they looked at his record, it was, in his, in his words, he said it was too clean because he hadn't stood for something enough that it rubbed people the wrong way. And they looked at that as a bad thing, like your record's too clean. And, and I think what we want to say here is not that we should be peaceful in, in the sense that we never uh, rock, put, the boat. rock the boat, that, that we never cause ripples. I think what we're saying is what Lindsay said there is that our attitude and our our demeanor is that of Christ uh, who humbled himself and took the form as a servant. Now, with that attitude, he still, like you said, said very uh, a lot of things that were very uh, offensive to people because it challenged them, I guess. I, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I'm trying to find a better word. But it was a word, you know, it it challenged them and it... And it uh, uh, and so, yes, the, the answer is, I do think if I get to the end of my life and, you know, if people just, Matt, oh, it was always so great, always so great. Well, I mean, that's fine. But I don't want to be known as just a nice guy. I want to be known as a man who stood for what God wanted me to stand on. And there are times where you have to stand up and say, no, this is wrong. This is how God wants us to act. And we need to pursue that. No, you're you're going down a road that's bad for you. You need to pursue what God wants. And hearing those things, it's not always easy, but it is something that uh, that people need to hear. So absolutely, I believe there are times with our friends, the people around us in our society where we do have to stand up for the things of God. And again, it's not because we're trying to be a jerk, but because we recognize that God's ways are the best ways. Well, I think that you have to take into account how we're made up too, you know, Um Lindsay, one of your one of your uh, redemptive gifts is mercy, and you have a fantastic gift of mercy. One of my redemptive gifts is prophecy, and I think that love shows through in different behaviors. Your behavior in a difficult time of a clash or whatever might be a little bit different than my behavior. But if we're both geared by love, it might show up differently. I mean, you can't say that Jesus didn't love people when he tipped over the tables, right? right. So, But it showed up differently. It showed up differently than the woman caught in adultery or whatever. So I, ju I just feel like we as believers, there is a balance that you don't have to play the game that is often put out there of character assassination or belief assassination or whatever. You don't have to do that. So I want to encourage you not to behave in that manner because I don't believe there's any of that that brings glory to God. Right. I don't believe there's anything in that that God would say, I'm proud of that. Right. All right. But it is okay to make a stance. It's okay to stand for your beliefs. 
But I would encourage you to stand for your beliefs in a way that still brings honor to God. Right. All right. If someone has a belief system different than mine, I can't love them if I'm assassinating their belief system. Right. But I can also love them without agreeing with their belief system. Right. And I really want to encourage you as believers out there that you're going to hear a lot of rhetoric. You're going to hear a lot of damaging talk. You're going to hear a lot of angry, spiteful things out there. And some people might accuse you of being a certain type of person. Or um, whatever, it doesn't matter what they accuse you of, but you know that it's false, and you might want to return um, the same kind of artillery back into their camp. And I want to encourage you to withdraw from that. I want to encourage you to pray for them. I want to encourage you to show them the love of Christ. And most of all, most of all, when you show the love of Christ, stand for the things of God. And I guess my final uh, thought on this, and then we'll move on, is this. Don't give God credit for things that he does not take credit for. In other words, don't assign some of your political beliefs to God if God has not taken credit for that. Does that make sense? That I think sometimes we say, well, God would do this and he wouldn't. Don't do that. Unless God is pretty clear about that, about principles in his life. God has some absolutes, things like that. Otherwise, don't do that because you're giving God a voice on something that he may not have expressed his voice on. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So I want to really encourage you on that um, out there. So yeah, in this time, learn how to deal with opposition. Understand we're going to have opposition. And our goal, like Christ, should be to love them and show them Christ. Show them Jesus. I wonder what would happen if Christians stopped firing shots back in the personal attacks, and instead stood their ground for truth, but showed the love of Christ. So anyway, I just want to encourage you in that. I hope that uh, through this very um, trying political season, you'll kind of remember that. All right? So, um, Matt, yes, we sir. are moving on to... Hot Topics. <laughs> I've got a cold. I can't even do it right now. Hot Topics. I'll just go low instead of high. Um, and so anyways, yeah. So uh, Mike, if you don't mind, would you play us some of that beautiful music? That's right. Here we go. And this week for a hot topic, I got a story that I want to share with you guys. And before we do, I want to get you start thinking about something, Rod and Lindsay. What's the biggest mess up you've ever done? There's a story a couple of weeks ago about a couple of uh, aircraft maintenance men who uh, in Belgium were working on an F-16. And while working on said aircraft, they accidentally engaged the uh, Vulcan cannon uh, of the aircraft, and they destroyed another F-16. It's just a billion dollars. I mean, mistake. it's just, it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no big deal. Just, you know, millions of dollars, no big deal. And uh, in the effort, uh, not only did they destroy another plane, but they damaged two, uh, so they're going to need to be repaired. And uh, I, I believe those two guys themselves have had to have some uh, <laughs> some medical attention because of oh the hearing uh, or some somebody needed some medical attention for a hearing. And so anyways, I wanted to 
just ask you guys that that was pretty good has there been a time where you've just made a really funny snafu to say it in a funny way i mean absolutely what, yeah T tell me about it well i've had more opportunity than all of you in this room because i've been working <laughs> longer than all of you in this room um, i've had more jobs than all of you in this room but um i will remember one i'll just stay in the ministry i won't go into um uh, my years outside the ministry i i remember one when i was the new pastor at Southeast Christian Church in Orlando, Florida, and we were interviewing for worship leader. And I found a guy in Tucson, Arizona, and uh, I interviewed him over the phone, followed up on his references. It was all good. And so I was going to fly he and his wife out to Orlando from Tucson. Each flight was probably $800, buying the tickets in advance, and each ticket and uh, round trip and um i gave him the wrong dates and i told him that he was leaving on tuesday he and his wife and the flight actually left tucson on monday and i noticed it tuesday and so oh i called gosh. him from orlando at seven in the morning which was i think um five or four in the morning because i knew they were getting up and getting ready to go to the airport and i said you can go back to bed i screwed up so we had to re get new tickets uh for them to fly out and it cost this church that i had only been at for like two or three months um probably close to two thousand dollars and we had to throw away some tickets from tucson arizona uh, obviously obviously the airline could care less that you screwed up i no, mean they're like they no care. we we got nothing for you so they overbook next. every flight and so yeah so i got to i got to cost this church that i'm the new guy at um, a couple thousand That's dollars, be, all because of one day, uh, because I thought they were leaving on Tuesday when they were really actually leaving on Monday. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, one time, so if you're listening and you don't know, I am a worship leader and this was several years ago at a previous church I was at. We were in the middle of a worship set on a Sunday morning and picture like one of those really worshipful moments where it's just like you and God. And that's what was going on in the room. It was really cool. And uh, we're going to the next song. We're playing one right into the other. And it's this song that's just like, our God reigns. And it was really exciting. And it just like, I was just feeling the spirit. Right. And uh, I'm playing this song as I'm going into it. And I, start to sing it and I'm like, nope, that's not right. Something I'm playing this in the wrong key. Sorry, try and adjust my capo Rescue without being obvious, bit. except it was, and I start playing it again. Like, nope, I'm playing it in the wrong time signature. And what made it worse is my band is playing it right. <laughs> and so it was so ugly and I could not get in the right I don't know what was wrong with me. I could not get in it's a six eight is what I was supposed to be in if you know anything about music. And I was playing a 4-4 four four and it was ugly. And I finally just had to stop and say, okay, we're going to play a different song. And it just like ruined everything. It was like somebody <laughs> flipped on the lights and said, go home. It was terrible. So, yeah. Uh, I have two stories real quick. Um, same, same place. I worked for uh, BMW um, when I was in my 20s and, and uh, right out of high school and the owner's son, I worked with him directly pretty close throughout my years there. And um, uh, pretty much they're like a family to me when I was working there. And and uh, so he, we would work next to each other, and, you know, and he's like, hey, Mikey, go get some pizzas. 
for the the crew. I'm like, okay. And at the time, I had a I was living in Florida, Tampa. I had a Jeep, you know, top down, summertime. Flip on the switch of the radio, run over to get the pizza, run back. Well, if everybody knows me back in the day, well, not anymore, but I used to drive quite fast, and I was whipping around. <laughs> Did you the say not anymore? Because no. I've ridden with you. <laughs> Not as bad. Oh, not okay. as scary. Wow. Well, that's saying so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so I race back with the pizzas, and the pizzas are hot. So what do you expect the pizzas are going to be like? Ugh. Slidding all over the place. Cheeses, pepperoni, everything on one side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like five pizzas opened up, all destroyed. <laughs> that's funny. Another That's time, funny. same person, same boss, we we're putting a glass shelving together for a display. Super nice. This is already bad. Yeah. So he is, we're putting stuff together. We're in the warehouse. I grab the glass. It hits the little tippy corner of the glass and shatters all over him. Like uh, broken glass over. I almost peed my pants. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, wow. I think that good. one that one's a little bit more dangerous than the pizza one. <laughs> so, oh man, stuff. that's good stuff. Yeah, for mine, I, I got several. I mean, lots of dumb stuff. If you know me, I'm a goofball and uh, I make silly mistakes all the time. But I think one of the funnier ones was uh, I was telling Rod and Lindsay one time that um, uh, the first church I worked at full time after my internship. Uh, my office was right beside one of the classrooms and I wasn't the teacher of that class, uh, but I needed to run up in my office. So I, I, I climb up the stairs and I see that they're praying. And so I kind of sneak in. So no one hears me creep in the door over to my office and beside my door, uh, I had a plastic file holder. So if people had forms or they needed to leave me a note or something, they would put it there. Well, I, uh, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get, uh, my keys out to get in the door, but, uh, but I didn't want to like, you know, ching, 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 you know, make all that noise and, and just really disrupt them while they're praying. But I accidentally dropped something like I dropped a paper or something. And I've got my eyes closed cause I'm praying and I bend over to pick the thing up. Just not even thinking with my eyes still closed. And I hit the edge of that file holder. And so all these kids, they don't hear me coming in. The teacher doesn't hear me come in. All they hear is, well, bam! And, I, and, uh, and they look over, and I'm right there. And I put this gash in my forehead that just was bleeding. My oh glasses my are off my face. They're on the ground. They're broken. <laughs> uh, blood's coming down my nose. And they're just like, what is going on? Are you all right? And, uh, <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, it's pretty hard to look pretty cool right now. If you're so. if you're driving and listening to our podcast, and when Matt went, Matt went wha-bam, I hope you didn't swerve off the road on that one because it kind of so that was really loud. So anyway, I was even holding back. Yeah, I know that we know. <laughs> yeah, we we've all made bonehead moves. At least none of us have cost a billion dollars. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's, that's right. It's that's something. I don't know how those guys would show their face ever again. So. Um, listen, uh, Matt, um, talk to me a little bit about some news you're out there that you're seeing. All right. Sounds good. Hey, listen, if you're listening to the podcast, the day that it's released, uh, the, uh, we've got every month, a men's breakfast. We'd love to invite you to join us. It's at eight o'clock. Uh, it's the last Saturday of the month. And, uh, as this podcast is released on Friday, I used, if you're listening to it the first day, you still got a chance to join us. We'd love to see you then. 
Also coming up, uh, we support a great ministry called Liberation Family Services. It's an awesome uh, place that services uh, that serves uh, veterans. And so uh, once a month, we go down there and uh, provide a meal for these men who are are given housing uh, throughout the month. Uh, they're also helped to find uh, uh, counseling and jobs, and they just do a lot, a really cool holistic approach to them. And so we go once a month to support them. Uh, that's coming up on Friday, November 9th. So if you're interested in that, uh, email us, and uh, we'll get you some more information. And we'd love to have you come and, and serve those awesome men who are, are worth uh, serving. All right. Lots of good activities coming up. Plus, we're moving into the holiday time. I'm yeah. kind of excited yes. about some of the things we've been talking about. Lindsay. How about you? Talk to us a little bit about how people can contact for prayer requests, yeah, emails, things like that. If you've got prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. Start praying for you. You can email us at kindred360podcast at gmail.com, or you can hop on the pray.com app, um, which you can get from the app store. And remember, it's not the pray app, it's pray.com. So you can pull that up and... Um, you can post on there and join the Kindred Church group. And there's a bunch of people from the church on that group. And uh, it's a really great way to 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 connect with us. We can uh, be praying for you. So Awesome. Awesome. Uh, listen, one of the things that Mike is showing me right now that I'm going to share with you, it looks like where our podcast is reaching and and different areas in the United States, it's kind of funny. Some of them make sense. Um, Nevada makes sense for Lindsay and I. Uh, there's people out there that know us, but man, all up and down the East Coast and New York and Ohio, and obviously Virginia is our biggest reach, but Tennessee, um, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and even Florida. And we even have some places internationally, which yeah. is really, really cool. Yeah, thanks so for listening, guys. I I, uh, I think that's really awesome. I'm glad you showed me that, Mike. We have a we have a I don't know what our dream was on this. It's just an opportunity. We want to encourage people, build them up, and uh, I hope that it's doing that for you. Um, but Mike, that's that's really awesome. Where do you get those stats? Well, the stats come from Podbeam, and then um, obviously people can listen there or listen um, on iTunes or Google Play Store. And one of the things that's kind of cool is that um, we haven't really promoted boosting-wise Facebook and all that. So we're actually um, probably going to do something there so we can get maybe a chat room going for the podcast 360. So people can um, chat through um, the, you know, through the Kindred podcast or um, Facebook page, page and all that. So we'll probably have a group thing there. So maybe people can ask us questions, or we can do Facebook Live. We can, you know, so the the production level is gonna, you know, start at one level. Now we're gonna be going up to stepping up the next notch, and hopefully for 2019 have some really cool stuff going on. Yeah. Because we also need content too. I'm I'm constantly we're constantly coming up with new content. But what is what do you guys want us to talk about? There's pop topics that you guys want us to talk about that you know maybe we haven't addressed, or if you, maybe you have something. Maybe we can get some callers or something like that. Maybe we get some people calling in. That'd be that'd be cool, Mike. In case you didn't know it out there, um, this is kind of what Mike and his team at Studio Seventy Seven do, and they've been giving us the privilege to be a part of this, and they're mm -hmm. helping our ministry at Kindred grow. 
And um, so they're they're the brains behind this. They kind of tell us what's going on, what we need to be doing, what we need to be thinking about doing. And uh, Matt and Lindsay and I just kind of like say, okay, and we come <laughs> and we try to do the best that we can. So always appreciate Studio 77 and uh, Mike Rosenda is helping us with that. Listen, with all that being said, I do want to say uh, that Kindred also has other ministries. Obviously, we're open every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right there uh, on Midlothian uh, Turnpike at 10825, 10, yep. uh, Midlothian Turnpike across um, from uh, Johnson Willis Hospital, and uh, we're there every Sunday morning. We'd love to have you. God has been blessing us, bringing new families in, things like that, and we're just continuing to grow, and our whole goal on Sunday morning is to bring honor and glory to God. If you can't join us, maybe you have to work, or maybe you're in one of those states we mentioned or other places. Um, we do Facebook Live, our worship service, and you can watch it while it's going on. Or you can watch it later. I, I do come home, and I watch our Facebook Live. I critique our, our service, how it looks, what we sound like, um, especially my sermons, like, wow. Um, so I'll go through that and go, oh, that's painful. I especially like it when you walk <laughs> out of lying. the camera. Yeah, my, Mike loves it. <laughs> When I get done, get to the ending of my sermon, and I walk down closer to the people, and it's empty. They just hear a voice. Just watching so, an empty stage. And I also don't like the profile pic, but that's for a whole <laughs> different reason. <laughs> but anyway, uh, however you want to join us, we'd love to have you. Besides the pod, the podcast, which man, we do hope to grow this. We do hope to become more involved with you interactively, yeah. as well as expanding its ministry. And um, man, it's just a great privilege, and and it's a privilege for you to take time with us. And so, on behalf of of Kindred Church. On behalf of Mike Rosendez, Lindsey Terry, Matt Smith, this is Rod Idle just saying thanks a lot for joining us, and we hope to see you at Kindred Church. You've been listening to the Kindred 360 podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to check out our additional podcast, Extra 360. And be sure to subscribe to the Kindred 360 podcast to stay up to date with our most current episodes. We want to thank you for listening today and have a blessed week ahead.